0: Welcome to the first episode of the SASSOL GDC podcast. My name's Philip Iguana and I'm the TV director for the championship and this is something that we've been wanting to bring you for a while now. As we endeavour to keep growing the championship year on year, it's important to inject fresh ways of informing and entertaining and with so many great personalities and hectic racing, there's always lots to talk about, but a lot more than we can actually include in our short television programs every event. So as the season progresses, we want to give you a greater insight into what makes SASSOL GDC tick. From the drivers and their battles on track, to analysing the racing and technical developments, plus with so much rich South African motorsport history and experience in our pit lane, we want to catch up with many of the people who have helped shape the sport as well. For our first chat though, we thought it best to go back to the very beginning and find out more on how Sasol GDC came about, how it's grown since launching in 2016, and what plans may be ahead. And the best person to discuss all of this with, GDC co-founder and director, and former racer, Gary Formato. So Gary, take us back to the very beginning. How did the Global Touring Cars concept come about? Who was involved? What was the inspiration? And I suppose also, why do it? I mean, motorsport's a very competitive market. So why did South African motorsport and then maybe in the future global motorsport need something like GDC?
1: So we were involved in a series called production cars. Yeah. So essentially what it was, was taking a production car and then rebuilding it into race spec. And and the price obviously was was becoming quite, the uh, cost becoming prohibitive in, in production car racing. Another issue that we had was the balance of performance and, and you know I'm, I'm not a big fan of balance of performance and i think any purist uh is not a fan either although it's necessary in many categories it is it brings with, along with it a lot of frustration and so on and so forth so you know we were saying look we're spending a lot of money we're not getting what we want out of it and um yeah, you know, we thought, what what else are we going to do? That was the big question. And, and obviously, you know, I I'll always, and I'm, I'm, I'm not ashamed to say it, you know, we looked at what was happening in Australia, and, and in my mind, it's undoubtedly the most popular, best touring car series in the world. The supercars. Yeah, absolutely. And we thought, what do we do to get something like that going here? And obviously, we work with different parameters. We, our, our currency is not as strong as we'd like it to be, and so forth, so... We really then set about saying, okay, what do we need? We need we need a car that's going to be a lot of it's going to be spec. It also creates an opportunity for us to generate some buying power, buy better components at better prices, and so on. And that was the concept. Initially, we wanted to run with a with a, with a spec V8 engine. And you know, as we started speaking to manufacturers about getting involved, you know, that sort saying, well, look, we are selling you know smaller cars, turbocharged cars, which we see around the world. It's all kind of happening. You know, we ended up going the two liter turbo route. And that's where we were. But essentially, everything else remained the same. The fact that we use the spec gearbox, we use spec brakes, we use spec shock absorbers, everything else underneath the bodywork, apart from the bodywork, which is OE, um, everything else is spec. So, you know, it was about creating a level playing field, uh, controlling costs, and building an exciting and quick racing car.
0: So from starting from a blank sheet, how long did the process take for you to get to a Demo car, and then from that demo car to actually launching it to so our Cops Raceway in 2016.
1: There was a long process. It, it took a long time, longer than we would have liked. I've got to be totally honest. And uh, old habits die hard. People are, are used to doing things a certain way. You know, we really came in here with something for, for at that time that was it was new, and it, it took a bit of getting used to and just understanding of the concept. You know, once we got the prototype here, that prototype took about a year to get going, and we got it out here. And then we it took us another two years to get the cars on track. So it was a long, it was a long process, and a lot, a lot of. A lot of working behind the scenes and, and explain to people just what we were about to do um, and, and listen. unfortunately for us we, we got buy-in from the right people the teams we got now and the right sponsors and we were able to able to, to kick it off
0: Considering your racing background, you could have gone out and found sponsorship to go and fund your own racing yep. career to get back into the car yep. but you created a brand new category so there's a, a lot of sacrifice there
1: yeah, There is, you know, and, and I think just looking at the cars now, today where we are, they, they're, they're exciting and they're sort of now where we originally wanted them to be in terms of the speed that they are and and the excitement they will they they're really looking good so it is it is quite hard for me to watch sometimes i'm not going to lie to you for any racing driver to be at a track and not race is the worst but you know we needed this in south africa we needed to create a, a a professional platform again you know we've always had a strong motorsport heritage in the country and you know we sort of felt that we were really starting to lose out and you know if there's any going to be any long-term prospect this had to be done so it, it needed myself and a couple of other people to get stuck in you know I've got Vic and my father's also involved and has a lot of racing experience and from our driving Side of things, we've just had to. We've just had to do what We've got to do, and, I, and, I, and I'm glad to say that it has helped a lot of people. It's I think put a lot of people's careers back on track, and not only on in terms of their motorsport, but also in their professional careers. It's generated good profile for them. So I think it really is working, and then we're looking at now further investment from other manu- from, from manufacturers that are currently involved. Further investment from them. So things are, things are happening, you know, but it's, it, it is motorsport and, and I think it's the big lesson to learn has been, you know, sitting on the other side of the fence now is just, you know, what it takes to run a series. You know, at the end of it, I think the teams really took a long, hard look and looked where we were five years ago to where we are now. It is a massive, massive improvement in, in, in all areas. So I'm, I'm actually very proud of what we've done. I think it also speaks volumes for the championship and, and, and the fact that I respect the level that these guys are competing at the moment.
0: And it's a massive field of names. You've got guys like Michael Stephen, Johan Faree The first season had Henny Grunovolt who had Guguzulu, was meant to also race in the championship before he unfortunately passed away. So that was a massive draw card to get all these huge South African motorsport names in a brand new platform.
1: Yeah, exactly. It, it, it's been great, you know, and the guys, I think, haven't disappointed. Um, some of the guys have taken a bit longer to get their head around things. And, and you know, and Michael Stephen, the last years, you know, set, set the, pace for everybody and everybody's been chasing him. But I mean, you got your unfree, which without a doubt is still one of the quickest guys out there. And I've raced against him a lot in my life and one of the quickest racing drivers I've ever raced against anywhere in the world. He's, 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 a tough, tough competitor, you know, on, on and off the track. So it's great to see all these guys there. Guys like Gennaro, I think it's done wonders for him as well. He's really, you know, he arrived on the scene in GDC and it's done performed wonderfully um so yeah to win here is is, it's not easy i mean you could look at a guy like robbie volk who's been a champion in single seaters many many years okay he's won a couple of races but just taking a bit of time to get going you know, Simon Moss, I think, has realised you've got to approach things slightly differently, and, and this year, you know, the first round was was, was fantastic. So, you know, I, I think he's going to build on that. So, from 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 an, from a championship point of view, I think it's going to be an interesting year. I think it's going to be a four way tussle, not the two way that we've had before. So, yeah, the guys are good, and you know, I can see. You know, we obviously privy to all the data uh, that the the, the the team, the drivers collect, um, but just more than that, just having you know standing out in the track, which I've unfortunately probably you know done a lot of lately. You know, you can see the guys are really peddling these cars. And, and having said that, you know, there's also some young talent that's coming into it. You've got Daniel Rowe, for example. You've got Matthew Hodges who got a good break. And for me, that's the exciting part because there's other kids, especially in GDC too. We've got Keegan Masters, Bradley Liebenberg. We've got Devin Robson. And there's some, there's some really hot talent. So to give them opportunities is now key. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing a couple of those guys get at least a run in a GDC car at some time during this year. And, and definitely hope to see one or two of them in, in GDC next year. And they're going to be quick.
0: So let's go back to season number one, 2016. It was a late start due to the development delays of the cars, the change in engine specification Mm. compared to what you did want. There was a lot of Mm. technical questions, lots of testing, lots of naysayers. What did you learn from that season to have a better 2017 of which last year undoubtedly was just a huge exponential growth for the championship?
1: It, it was really difficult in the beginning because, you know, our time, our time frame was really short. We had to kick off. We'd had sponsorship lined up. We, we, we had television packages lined up and we had to go racing. And, um, you know, obviously with the engine change, we, we met a couple of challenges along the way. You know, it's always like in racing, you don't, there's a couple of things that are maybe unaccounted for or once you're doing the installations there's things that need to happen so the time time drew out a bit and and I think the reliability of the engines at that stage was a little bit frustrating certainly for me you know the cars as I said weren't where where I would wanted them to be and definitely not where the prototype was when we tested with the V8 engine so it was quite hard um, because I think in my mind and my heart I was pretty set on what I think the people wanted what the fans wanted as well but you know we just had to chip away just slowly and um, you know, I think now as I said we've got to the point where, where, where they're working well but it, just been, it, it was been it was a lot of hard work and I'm not going to lie I probably got a few more grey hairs than I had <laughs> before we started this and um, it's, it's like anything you know sometimes you if somebody said to, you, said to me now you know would you have done what you've done if, you, if you'd known what you were in for and the answer would probably be no so sometimes you know to, to, to make change and make progress it's more than just a blind faith, you, you know, it, like they say, ignorance is bliss, you know, and, and I think we do, having said that, we, I think we, we're pretty, we, we, we're, not, we're not too bad, but there were a couple of things that we weren't expecting, and, and, but those are the things that would have stopped us from, from embarking on this challenge, and, you know, it's, it's, it's been a hell of an experience, I'm not going to lie, and, um, you know, we just built on it, so I'm pretty proud, like I said, when we look back, from selling a concept, from selling an idea, to actually getting the people that we have involved, involved now, mm. is, is quite stunning.
0: So as the category grows, new developments uh, to improve the cars, there's lots of technical changes that have happened along the way. One of the questions we got on social media was, how do you ensure that the whole of Pet Lane is making the changes and growing at the same rate as, as everybody else is? It, if it's from a scrutineering point of view, from a technical inspection overview, how do you control the category? Because it is a brand new category, only two yeah. years ago.
1: Yeah. Look, I mean, it's, that's why we have a lot of the spec components. So, you know, it's, it's easy in terms of brakes, brake pads, you know, gearbox, gear ratio, et cetera, et cetera. That's all there. The shocks are sealed. So, you know, you've only got the settings that are available on your shocks to play with. We don't allow teams to open up and change shim stacks and do all the other things that they normally need to do because it costs time and it costs money to develop. You know, so we control it like that. From an engine point of view, we obviously use the same electronic control units uh, and that allows our technical controllers to access that data at any point in time and compare and overlay with everybody. And that's, that's why we put so many of these measures in place because if you look at it previously, you know we, everybody would be doing doing their own thing, running their own, having their, you know use their own service providers, and it was difficult to police because you just didn't know where you were. Yeah. So it is a job, there's no doubt about it, but it's a lot easier to police while we've got what we've got in there. In terms of developments, you know a lot of what's what's happening now, you know the teams are developing, but there's also a lot of shared information going on. So if you with Audi or VW or with the BMW teams and the two privateer teams. That information is being passed on to the privateer teams as well because at the end of the day we want close motor racing. We want yeah. eight cars racing for the front of the field. So it's yeah. not in our interest to have any one car out there developing faster than the other um, and and creating you know a, a massive gap. And for the first year, I mean, Michael Stephen had done his homework and he and he created that gap. Um, that I'm speaking about now and from a promoter point of view it's not really something that you want to see although the team's done a fantastic job and you can't stop them you know you've got to let them be rewarded for the work that they do mm-hmm. but I have to say that the guys have been very good in, in sharing the information and that I think's allowed the whole field to develop at quite a, mm-hmm. a quite a quick pace
0: over the the last couple of seasons has been obviously lots of naysayers lots of social media comments about the reliability of the cars and why GDC platform and I'll throw a curveball in here a lot of people have suggested, well, why not just go to a TCR spec? Why is it so important to have GDC and why is TCR not the right thing for the direction of the category?
1: Well, to be honest with you, and, and, and I'll, I'll say it like it is, when I watched TCR up until now, before the World uh, Championship went to TCR regs, I, I look at a TCR race and there's three people in the grandstand, okay? So essentially what TCR is is, is, is what we had before in our production car days um, with, with maybe slightly bigger wheels and, 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 and a body kit on it. So that's, that's what we were racing. Therein lies the, the problem. There's a lot of balance of performance that needs to come into play. And the reality is the cars are not any cheaper than what we've got. In fact, they're more expensive than what we've got. And, and again, I come back to the fact that we South Africa. We spend rands. We don't spend euros or dollars. We need to, to create a product that caters for the South African conditions. Yeah. And, I'm, and I'm really talking financially here. But we also wanted a fast, exciting racing car. And you know, again, this is just maybe my purest outlook, but a rear wheel drive, how powered racing car is a racing car. That's why you know, we went this route. And, again, the inspiration was supercars in Australia. Yeah. So, yes, we went the 2-litre engine, the turbocharger engine. It was something we had to do. But the power's increased to the point now where we we're sitting at 500 horsepower. The cars have become qu- quite exciting. And I think awesome. any of the drivers that are driving the cars now at this level now, they're excited about them. And I don't think there's going to give you the same excitement in a, in a TCR car.
0: So, obviously, we're going to have limited numbers when we first start our championship. And the goal is get to, you know, 12, 15 tussle GDC cars on the grid plus GDC 2. How important has it been to actually ensure that the overall platform and the key messaging of Sasol GDC has been right first before you just get more cars for the sake of having more cars on the grid?
1: Well, well that's the thing, you know, Philippa, is that we've had to build everything in, in unison. It couldn't have just been one area that we worked on. Everything kind of had to go yeah. together. And, you know, as I said, we've learned so much in the last couple of years and, and we've had to learn very quickly and, and be quick on our feet as well while doing it. I think right now the platform is, is there. If I look at the figures that we're getting, you look at the racetrack attendance, I mean, it's, it, you'll be hard-pressed to say we've had any race meeting where we've had an okay crowd. The crowds have been fantastic. Yeah, in fact, yeah. some of the biggest crowds I've seen in my career in, in South African motorsports. So, I, I mean, it, 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 I think that just speaks volumes. You know? So I'm saying when people are buying tickets and there's bums in seats, then the product must be okay. And we want to make it better, and that's the whole thing. We're not happy with where we, it is, and we know it can be better, although it's good. We're we, we under no illusion that things can be better. And, you know, we just keep on striving every day, working and chipping away at it and, and, and yeah. trying to make it better. But you also don't want to put the cart before the horse as well? No, we don't. You know, so we've got to look at other, other innovations. We've got to look at options. You know, we have, we're very fortunate to have a, a very strong manufacturer-backed mm. championship. And I think, you know, even in world terms, I think we can be proud of what we have in, in, in South Africa from that point of view. However, we still want to get attracted private base. And we've got to look at options that, that, that will make it easier for the privateer to to compete. Um, in in GDC, so you know we've also, again we we made a car that suits our conditions, and we've got to keep on just reinventing ourselves, you know, and, and maybe we'll shake this thing out, and it won't be what somebody else had. It won't be. It's not going to be supercars. It's not going to be world touring cars. It's not going to be NASCAR, whatever. Maybe, of course, but it'll be our own concept that will work for our market, and hopefully we we build it up to twenty twenty cars, which we want in twenty twenty one. I mean that's that's the idea. I mean we, you know from from a business point of view, you know we want to see the thing grow and 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 and, and see the platform grow and. and really become a strong business. So it's important for us to, to reach those objectives, but we've got to do it one step at a time.
0: Yeah, so there's Audi support, BMW support, Volkswagen Motorsport as well, and then Mini came on board last year. Where are you at with trying to source other manufacturers? Is that a, is it a reality? Are you actively going and speaking to other manufacturers? What are the opportunities for the future? Because that is a question that comes up a lot it, as it well. Is. Why aren't there more manufacturers involved in GDC right now?
1: It, it is, and it's, a, and it's a frustrating question for me because I sort of look at it and I say, okay, well, you know, what we want is more cars. Where they, what they are, it doesn't really bother me. That, that's not the important thing. And then you look at series like, and again, I'm always referring to supercars because, as I said, I'm not ashamed to admit it, is an inspiration. Okay, so they've got three manufacturers in there. Mm. Look at NASCAR, there's three manufacturers in there. You cannot be greedy and say we need more manufacturers. What we really need is the manufacturers are involved to just keep on buying in and increase the level of, of commitment uh, to GDC. And, you know, you, you'll, see, you'll see exponential growth. So I'm not phased about... Having 10 manufacturers in, 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 in GDC, it's not the build and end all. The build and end all is really getting cars out there and, and making sure that people can afford to compete. And you know these guys that have, have committed to the series in the beginning have been great. I mean, yes, we've all learned lessons together, and there's been some frustrating times. Um, but you know we've we, we've we've worked well, and we've put some of those things, you know, a lot of the stuff behind us um, to the point now where I think we can start offering privateers an option to come and come and race.
0: What were some of the highlights of 2017 I mean, when we had more racing? We went to more race tracks. Uh, we introduced the reverse grid races. We in- improved our media platform. So, what was some of the highlights for you? Because it was a it was a great season last year.
1: Yeah, it was a great season. Look, the highlights I think there were a lot of highlights. You know, and and like a, uh, what and what I was alluding to earlier. You know, if you if you just if you just take yourself back and you, and you realize that where where we've come with the whole thing, everything has been a highlight for me. You know, the, just the fact that our TV package is where it is right now. The the, the marketing, the, the the brand, exposure for the GDC brand is growing all the time the racing was fantastic i think just to see drivers gaining this sort of profile that they are Mm. again is also for me it's a a source of pride um you know and it's difficult for me as a driver who's raced against most of these guys and to be honest with you 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 can you you feel you can be competitive with them to to feel proud and to feel excited for them who were once your competitors and quite sort Mm. of serious competitors so i think you know it's really been something that's been good so for me it's 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 all been a highlight.
0: I think one of the things that I've really enjoyed about working with GDC the last couple of years is that from all of my international experience where it's very hot-headed and and where there's a lot on the line it's very commercially driven it's very business driven GDC and South African motorsport is still very sport driven and the camaraderie within all the teams I think when Simon Moss went off uh, after he got pole position at um, East London and then he went off in warm-up you had the Volkswagen guys helping rebuild Simon's car you would not see that in supercars you would not see that in Formula 1 so even though there's great competition and there's a lot more variety with race winners and the way that everyone still treats each other like they're a motorsport family is actually quite admirable
1: Yeah, look, it is, and I think I think what everybody's realised is we all need each other to succeed, and I think that's mm-hmm. something that we've got to also remember that you know, with, without one of us right now, you know, if, if one of the legs falls apart, we, you know, we, we we don't have a race, mm. you know. So we all need each other, and that's and that's and that's been great to see that everybody's pushed in the same direction and worked together. You know, everybody's done their bit to grow this thing. So yeah, look, I mean, South Africa's it's 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 a small uh, you know, motor, the industry's not as big as we'd like it to be. It's certainly been big and better in days gone by, but there's a lot of passion here that still wants to see it return to to a respectable level and I, and I think and I think we're kind of getting there now there's no, no, no two ways about it as you said but you know South Africa will always be South Africa and it's just the culture of motorsport here it's, it, it is fun at the end of the day you know we, we, and, and it, no matter what level you're at I mean whether you're in Formula 1 or whatever it's still got to be fun to some degree no matter what happens so but I think we've got the fun aspect still quite well entrenched here there's no two ways about it
0: So what are you hoping for 2018? I mean, one of the highlights we've got is joining the Festival of Motoring event at Kailami in August, September. So what else are you looking forward to as we progress for our third season?
1: Well, I'm just looking forward to seeing different winners and and different drivers, younger drivers, the guys that have the opportunity now in GDC. I'm looking forward to seeing those guys get onto the top step of the podium. I think for me, that's... That, that, that's exciting stuff because re- those really are the drivers and the names that are, we're going to be seeing here in 10 years' time. Yeah. You know, that's the future of, of the motorsport in the country. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it's interesting to see how these guys are developing. It's interesting to see the different characters that are coming on board now. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got their own quirks and their own ways. And, and we're starting to see a lot more of that now. So, I, I, I'm, I'm excited to see how, how the guys are going to do. And, and I'm glad we've got a guy like Michael Stephen, we've got Johan Furrier in there. You know, the, it's, it, they're good yardsticks. You know, yeah. so these, the, the kids that are starting to win now. You know, you can really take your head off them and say, well, you know, these, these guys are serious.
0: Yeah, you can say that as well when you talk to the guys in GDC2. While they're in a different class, they are still on the same starting grid. They're still on the same racetrack at the same time with these greats. I mean, even talking with Devin Robinson, who's just joined the champion mini uh, number 20 car. He idolizes Johan Fariq. So he and he was saying to me like if if he if Johan can make a corner then Devin knows he can make a corner. So like, these guys are actually admiring and learning from yeah. these more experienced guys, and I think overall not only does that motivate them to be better drivers, but it just um, pushes each other even further. And guys like Johan and Michael don't have any qualms with giving advice to the younger guys and helping them along too. So it's a really supportive environment, which is what I like.
1: You know, I'm I'm glad to see that the guys have you know such respect for them in, in the in the junior categories. You know, it's something that you miss because you're so busy with your own career, doing your own thing. You know, you don't really know. You know, what, what, what you're doing for the guys that are, that are in, in Formula below you and, and looking up to you and competing and, and wanting to get up to to where you are. So, you know, that was the whole thing with GDC was, you know, not everybody in South Africa is going to be able to go and race overseas. Um, the reality is just, it's just that, you know. Um, so but there needs to be a Formula here where these guys can look at. You've got a lot of talent in karting. You've got a lot of talent in Formula Ford 600, for example, at the moment. They've a, they, they, there's got to be a home for them, you know, where they can at least make a professional or semi-professional a motorsport. And, then I, and I'm hoping that, that, that GDC is becoming, um, you know, an aspirational uh, opportunity for them.
0: Thanks for listening to our first podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our channel in iTunes. Subscribe to our YouTube channel where all of our TV programs are kept. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And if you've got an idea for one of our podcasts or have some questions that you would like answered, whether from a team, a driver or someone from the category, just send us a message. Head to our website, gdcafrica.co.za.